0: Amen. Well, good morning. I'm Brandon. As DJ said, you don't know me. Love to meet you. I will be at the back table this week talking about prayer and how you can jump in in various ways. Um, We have been in a series, which is we are, and we've been going specifically the last few weeks talking about our our mission statement. We are a people following Christ up in and out, and this morning we're going to focus on up. And this week I was uh, chatting with my wife, and you know how you have just like husband and wife conversations, sometimes they're meaningless, you know, sometimes they're very meaningful. Well, Shannon was talking to me about how she thinks that quilts are better than duvets, and I was like, babe, you can't make blanket statements like that. <laughs> that was good right there. Uh, Also, if you don't know me, I love uh, cringy dad jokes that make people groan a little bit. Um, That's fun for me. Probably not fun for you. But anyway, uh, as we uh, are talking about Up today, what you will experience, hopefully, is we're actually going to take some time um, to focus on Up uh, for the rest of this morning. We're going to focus on different ways that we can uh, understand and know what it looks like to be in the presence of God and actually tend to his presence. Last week, DJ talked about uh, in, um, and specifically the word chesed. Um, So if you did not have an opportunity to hear that or watch that, I would encourage you, uh, because as we were singing that unity song, you know, Christ loved us with this unconditional chesed love, and he's called us to do the same towards one another. And for us to actually walk out what God has called us to walk out here at PFC, we actually have to be towards one another. We actually have to have that unconditional love uh, towards one another. So I'd encourage you uh, to watch that. And so um, you may, may be asking, you know, if, if our mission statement is a people following Christ, you know, why are we doing it? What is this all about? And this morning, we're going to look at up. And we've been doing we are statements, all right? And so this morning's we are statement is, we are a people who tend to the presence of God. So I would like you to say that with me, all right? We are a people who tend to the presence of God. So, each week, we've been doing these We Are statements, and today we're going to look at what does it actually mean to tend to the presence of God? What the heck is that? What does tending to the presence of God look like? What does it mean? Um, A good uh, picture of tending to the presence of God is actually found in a a Hebrew word in the Old Testament. We'll see if I, can I do this? Yes. Kavah. Kavah is a Hebrew word. This is a verb, an action word, which means to twist, strengthen, uh, stretch, strengthen through tension. Um, but this word is most often translated wait. Isn't that interesting? So when we think about tending to something, that seems like an action. When we think about waiting, uh, oftentimes we're just like, what, twiddling our thumbs? Not doing much? But this word has uh, the connotation of actually doing something. It's an action word, like a, a waiter who waits on a table, right? They're, they're tending to the needs of the people at the restaurant. Uh, last week, my wife was indulging me, and uh, she was watching the Phillies game with me. Um, she is, uh, loves all sports. That's her joke. Um, she, but she said this statement. She goes, it is, it's very interesting that all the batters, um, have different stances right until like the ball is about to be delivered and then they are laser focused. So I, I don't know, um, and another daughter came in, and she said the same thing, and I, we were thinking, as Shane and I were working on this uh, sermon together, we were just thinking about like different batting stances, and I don't know, does anybody remember Gary Shetfield, his batting stance? He would like take the bat and just like, yeah, Right? But then there was this moment when the ball was coming where they're laser-focused. And um, I will embarrass my daughters, but they have a huge uh, crush on one of the Phillies players uh, because of his eyes, uh, JT. And uh, he is so intense with those eyes. And this is kind of a, a really good picture of what it looks like to, to wait the pitcher is is preparing and they're waiting for the ball and they they might look a little different in that waiting but they're so intense when that ball comes in because they want to hit the ball and so I have a little uh, clip hopefully this will work of uh, a really important uh, on the play seventh play of the last pitch week. Harper boom Hits all right in the air, left center field back it goes Harper and so the swing of if it's you have right. watched any of the Phillies games uh, Harper. Uh, has a very intentional ritual when he gets up, which most players do. Sure, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that good. I'm not good. I can barely talk up here. I mean, and um, in that moment, what is he doing? He is paying attention. He's, he's. He's, uh, you know, some guys are more loose or some guys, but when that ball is about, there's this tension, this twisting, this strengthening of his muscles. There's a focus because he's tending to this ball that he desires to hit. Even the crowd in this moment, what are they doing? They're waiting with anticipation. What will be happening? What is this expectation that I have? And in this moment, it was a great expectation because Harper delivered. Somebody said amen. That's the first amen I've heard. (laughs) You guys can talk back. Uh, Amen. That was was amazing. (laughs) Totally lost my focus. Uh, I need to tend to the presence of the Lord here. Um, But when we think of this Hebrew word, can I click back to that? Or will you have to do? Oh, perfect. So when we think of this Hebrew word, it is not just waiting like we think of waiting. It's an active anticipation for what God's doing. So when we say we want to tend to the presence of God, it means that there's action behind us, that we are, we are worshiping, we are, we are waiting on the Lord with anticipation on what he is going to do, with great expectation that he will deliver. And so this morning, we're going to actually look at different passages that this word um, is in. Uh, the Hebrew Scriptures. All right, let me just... So what I would like us to do with each one of these is I'm going to read it, and then um, there's going to be a truth statement below it. And now I'm going to give us a few seconds to actually be quiet and absorb what is being said. So when we're tending to the presence of God, see, something that happens uh, sometimes is, like, we read stuff, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's true but we actually don't absorb it into our spirit. And so a big part of learning to tend to the presence of God is absorbing truth and making it a reality of who we are and the character um, in which Christ wants us to grow. So, Psalm 25, uh, 21. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Our character is built by tending to the presence of God. Now will they both? Nope. Okay. So the scripture is talking about may my integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. Our character is built by tending to the presence of God. So let's just be quiet for a moment. integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Our character is built by tending to his presence. It is a practice thing that we do and our character will be built. Psalm 27:14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Our strength is upheld by tending to the presence of God. Look back. We wait for the Lord. Be strong. And take heart, wait for the Lord. Our strength is upheld by tending to his presence. And this is the amazing thing when we're tending to God's presence. Not only is he being honored and glorified, but there are benefits for us as humans. So let's sit with this truth a moment. Proverbs twenty twenty two. Do not say, "I will repay evil." Wait for the Lord, and He will deliver you. Our circumstances will change by tending to the presence of God. Do we get that? Look at this scripture. Don't repay evil. Tend to the Lord, and He will deliver you. This is a big deal. When we're taking moments of our day to stop and to be present with him. To be, be willing to be strengthened and twisted. To be built through tension. And what will the Lord do? Our circumstances will change when we worship, when we pray, when we're seeking to honor and glorify him throughout the day. So let's sit with that truth a moment. Lamentations 3.25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. The truth here is our life is tov, which is another Hebrew word, um, which is good. It's translated good, which is pure or pleasing. Um, If you really want to read an amazing book, Uh, about Tove. Scott McKnight and his daughter wrote a book called, uh, a church called Tove. It's excellent. Um, But look, our life is Tove. It is good, pure, and pleasing by tending to the presence of God. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't actually mean that what we will get what we want. What it means is it's good and pleasing to the Lord. Our life is good and pleasing by tending to the presence of God. One more. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. Our future and hope are secure by tending to the presence of God. Now this word, I'll go back to here. Uh, This this word uh, in the bottom line there says, And his word, I hope. This word is not, uh, this is actually speech. So, What he says is what I hope in. What he says about us and who we are is what we hope in. And that may make you a little bit uncomfortable. But I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in what he says about me, I hope. So our truth, our future, and our hope is secure by tending to the presence of God. We actually have the opportunity to worship God to tend to his presence by what he says about us let's sit on that for a moment Our character is built by tending to his presence. Our strength is upheld by tending to his presence. Our circumstances will change by tending to his presence. Our life is good, tove by tending to his presence. Our future and our hope is secure by tending to the presence of God. We are a people who will tend to his presence. I've asked Shannon to come up and share um, this morning with us. Uh, some testimony and some truth about what it looks like to hope in what he says about us. Do you need this? Nope. All right.
1: Good morning. I've just been um, thinking all morning about the both the weight and the privilege of being able to just come before you and talk about his presence. So, thank you for letting me. Um, we just wanted to take, like Brandon said, a few minutes to dive a little deeper into that last phrase that Brandon had said, we worship God for what he says about us. Maybe that phrase hits you in a way that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. It does for me. Um, it's actually been something that I've wrestled with for a long time. When it when it comes to God's love for us, I think that we've done a pretty good job in the church of explaining how god loves us positionally right like we know he is our father we are his children we are chosen set apart dearly loved um like picture a baby if you can't picture one i think i have a picture of one up here for you Uh, i think i was like inspired by dj's picture last week of him and his little gracie girl this is our youngest malachi um Most of you know the story of Malachi and how he came into our family, but for those of you who don't, uh, Malachi is one of our adopted kiddos. Um, After we had two girls, we found out we couldn't have any more children, and I prayed earnestly, repeatedly, and specifically for a son, and God granted me that request in Malachi. So when he came into our home, he was just three weeks old, and so we actually didn't have any of the natural attachments um, that come through hormones and the birthing process and everything that, like that. But I loved him because I wanted him. Uh, I desired him. He didn't do anything to earn my love. I loved him because he was my son. So that's what I mean when I say, like God loves us positionally, right? And that's not usually too difficult to imagine, God loving us in that way. He's so good. He's a good father and we are his children. So we acknowledge that we didn't do anything to earn his favor or love. He chose us and adopted us out of the goodness and overflow of his heart, right? But where things get a little bit trickier sometimes, at least for me, um, is when we start talking about his love for us personally. Like, is it wrong to want God to think that I'm special or good or wise or beautiful? Is it wrong to want him to think of me at all? I remember once I tried explaining this struggle to a counselor and I was like I just find it really difficult when I'm spending time with God to receive from him and accept anything good that he might say about me. And this counselor said why would you even consider that? Why would you ever go to God and ask him what he thinks of you? Like when I go to God my goal is to tell him how wonderful and beautiful he is not to find out what he thinks about me. And at the time, I was like, okay, good. This is in line with what I already kind of believed, that prayer is just talking to God. That's more comfortable for me. I'd rather just lavish my love on him than have to sit in a place of vulnerability and receive from him. You know, like Peter, right? I'd love to wash your feet, Jesus, but don't touch mine. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. John tells us we love Because he first loved us. And usually when we hear that, we think we love other people because he first loved us. But what if it also means that we can only love even him because we have first received and experienced his love for us? The only way for us to have the capacity to love at all our neighbor. Him is because we have experienced his love. You know, last week, DJ talked about the Hebrew word hesed and that com- concept of attachment. Um, we, you know, we were created, even before the fall, we were created with a desire and a need for closeness and belonging to one another, but also to God. And it's not like an actual relationship unless it's personal So as my son grows, I not only love him because he's my son, that positional, like, I love him because of who he is, how funny he is, and he says the funniest things, how smart he is, his love for superheroes and chocolate, um, how he does this thing where he's, like, attention to detail, but also completely oblivious, I don't know. Um, But, and what else is crazy is that my love for him grows exponentially as he loves me back. When he was a baby, I'd hold him and kiss him, and he wouldn't necessarily, like, give me any love back. But now, like, when I scratch his back, he always likes to scratch mine, too. You know, every night when I tuck him in and I say, I love you, he says, "Um, I love you even more than you love me. That's what I mean when I say we are also loved personally by God. And I think if we try to take that piece away from our relationship with him, then we're actually denying him the pleasure of being in a relationship with us. We're denying him the very reason for why he created us. He doesn't just love you because of who he is. That's part of it, a huge part of it. But he also loves you because of who you are. Your choices, your emotions, your circumstances affect him. You have a place in his heart that literally no one else in all of history can occupy. He desires to speak words of life and love and encouragement over you. Will you let him? If we want to be a people who tend his presence, who wait upon him, who go up, we have to be willing to let him come down first. We love because he first loved us. So we're gonna take a moment now to be in his presence together. One of the things I've really enjoyed about PFC is we're good at that, like we can be quiet together. I've been in churches where it feels like awkward and weird. Maybe it does for you, but I've, yeah, <laughs> I, I've felt like here when we're quiet and still together, there's this peace. And I do feel his presence there. So we're gonna do that together. Something Carl Kramer often um, used to say at North Point was notice God noticing you. So our response worship is going to look a little different this morning. Rather than singing a corporate song, I'm just going to sing and play a really slow, quiet, meditative song that's um, based out of Psalm 139 to just give you some space to notice God, noticing you. As I play, I invite you to be with your Father. Wait upon him. Maybe you'll want to pull up Psalm 139 on your phone. You could, like, read it while I'm singing Um, maybe you want to kneel and just be still and quiet or maybe you'll want to listen to the words and sing them as a prayer to your father whatever you do just choose to notice him um, noticing you let him love you personally